He's been seen on CNBC, the Fox News Channel, and the Fox Business Channel. His articles can be found on MarketWatch, Seeking Alpha, TheStreet.com, and many other places. He's the author of the weekly Best Stocks Now newsletter and the inventor of the Best Stocks Now app. He's president of Gunderson Capital Management. Here is professional money manager, Bill Gunderson. And welcome to the uh, Friday. It is the Friday edition of the Best Stocks Now show with professional money manager Bill Gunderson, president of Gunderson Capital Management. I'm here with Barry Kite, our chartered financial analyst. Kind of a sleepy open to uh, the market, but I do see a lot of uh, breakouts occurring in the uh, in the chip space today, the chip stocks. In the meantime, the Dow is down 117 to 38,879 after hitting a new all-time high just yesterday. Uh, and the S&P is hitting a new all-time high at 5,100, uh, which a lot of people had as a target price for the S&P 500 by the end of this year. And this is only March 1st. The NASDAQ up 38 points, another new high there, 16,132. AMD just blasted off yesterday. Today I'm seeing uh, Broadcom blast off and a few others. The Russell 2000 is down uh, a little bit. That's the small caps. Crude oil's up a dollar thirty-eight, seventy-nine sixty-four, eighty dollars kind of seems to be resistance right now on uh, oil. Uh, gold is uh, flat, 2,054. Silver is down nine cents to twenty-two dollars and eighty cents. The ten years up four basis points, uh, despite yesterday's uh, cooler than expected PCE report. It's at four point two nine on the ten year, and uh, Bitcoin is uh, down six hundred to sixty-two thousand one hundred and sixty. So, welcome to today's best stocks now show with uh, professional money manager Bill Gunderson, president of Gunderson Capital Management, a nationwide fee-based only money management firm. We're kind of like a little daycare center for stocks, Barry. You know, I was thinking about that. Uh, People uh, drop their stocks off here, and uh, I watch them. We watch them throughout the day, take care of them, get rid of the ones with the snotty noses, send them home. Uh, (laughs) Time out. Yeah, time out. out. You're over here in the corner, Kimberly Clark, and this kind of thing. So, look, if you don't have time to do it yourself, that's what we do here for a living on a daily basis. And uh, we're very vigilant during the day. Just as much regulation as the uh, as the child care probably way more, way more than the child care industry (laughs) with the SEC uh, overseeing us. And uh, anyways, that's Gunderson Daycare Center for Stocks uh, is the new name of the show. Anyways, we had new all time highs in the Dow yesterday, closing in on thirty nine thousand. We had a new all time high in the Nasdaq yesterday. Uh, now at 16,092, adding on to that today. Uh, and we had an all-time high in the S&P 500 yesterday and a new one today, uh, kind of interesting, uh, that uh, 5,100, quite a few uh, target prices were in that range for the end of this year. And this is the uh, end of February. This is the beginning of March today. And we're already at a lot of people's target prices uh, what are we going to do next for an encore? 
AMD was the stock of the day. Well, actually, I would say Celsius Holdings was the stock of the day. The number one performing stock in the market over the last 10 years, according to the beststocksnowapp.com, it was up 20% yesterday, and AMD just blasted. You know, I missed the blast off. You sent me a text with just just AMD and an exclamation point. I go, what the heck <laughs> and is Celsius. going on here? You knew, you knew about yeah, Celsius. Celsius. <laughs> you knew and I looked one. at AMD, I go, what hap- just happened? <laughs> and I'm not quite sure what the catalyst was. Uh, but uh, it definitely uh, blasted off and broke out yesterday and following through today. It's probably, you know, if if another company is going to take on NVIDIA, uh, I don't see any other better candidate than uh, AMD who wants a piece of that action. Uh, I mean, enormous increase in sales and earnings from NVIDIA. And they pretty much own uh, 100%, I would say, of that high-end AI market. Uh, and uh, don't count uh, AMD out. They're, uh, I'm sure they're going uh, uh, as fast as they can to try to come up with a competitor, just like the uh, weight loss uh, stocks right. are trying. Uh, uh, you know, They want a piece of that market. Uh, with the 1 billion people in the world considered obese, uh, and in the U.S., I think it's 40% or something like that. That's a huge, huge market to address. Well, well in Dell, I mean, you look at the, from the, some of the comp- computer stocks have been, uh, you know, the, the home computing stocks have done uh, pretty good pretty good news out of them the last two days, Dell being the one today, uh, at which, you know, AMD still provides a lot of those chips, uh, and that's, you know, one portion of their business still, even, you know, on top of the potential AI place. That's right. And Dell, uh, their uh, big increase is coming from servers, servers. Yeah. And uh, that's also, you know, the server king in AI is Super Microcomputer, SMCI. Uh, and it's having a pretty good day, too. It's up 4.6%. But Dell's got finding new life, you know. Yeah, from- up 25% today. I don't know if that, it's been a long time since we've seen it, since I can yes. remember seeing that for Dell, put it that way. In fact, way. Dell went <laughs> Private, private for a while, yeah, and then they came, then back, came public. back public. Yeah. That's a difficult, competitive, low-margin market making laptops for individuals, uh, private people, not business people. Uh, but they are very also, chunky demand too. Yes, yeah. and uh, but this new AI server demand has definitely given a lift to uh, them uh, and uh, several others. Well, Applied Networks is, is booming today, too, which uh, does a lot of the, uh, uh, you know, pieces of the uh, server industry. Uh, that's also one that we own, A-N-E-T, uh, and, of course, Supermicrocomputer is jumping today. Well, the technical analysis over at B of A, uh, he says that the S&P, now this is just from technicals, all right? He says the S&P has potential to rally to 5,600. Well, that would set up, uh, you know, big downside correction potential if we were to run up that high. Uh, You know, just going on technical analysis alone is not enough, at least from my experience. Uh, You have to look at valuations and you have to look at the supply and demand or momentum. Uh, those are the other two big factors. 
But as you said yesterday, Barry, the markets, most of these indexes and a lot of these stocks don't have any resistance yet. But resistance can come very, very quickly with any kind of adverse news. <laughs> You'll find out where that is. Uh, right now it's a game of chicken, okay? There's a, as long as there's a guy to buy it at a higher price, we're going to continue to march higher. Uh, but when a little bit of fear gets comes through the market, and there will be at some point in time, uh, you know, the further this thing goes from a valuation point of view, the the bigger the correction will be when it does eventually hit. United Healthcare, that cyber attack, it was not good. I mean, they're going, uh, they're unable to process claims. Can't, yeah, can't process payments and claims, right? No, That's not good for a business, and not no. good for. Not good for you know uh, some of the providers that they may be trying to pay. <laughs> well, many of the hospitals, uh, five thousand hospitals, uh, say that uh, they can't process claims, they can't refill uh, prescriptions, Ooh, yeah. and they can't pay their vendors. So you know, I mean, look, I know what it's like uh, just to have uh, a a laptop. I have backup laptops, and I keep all my files on the web, but that's a risk too. But to be without your data and without your, uh, you know, operational type stuff, uh, you know, once in a while Schwab will have an outage for half an hour, an hour. Uh, basically, you can't do anything. It brings everything to a halt. And it also lets you know just how vulnerable uh, we are. Uh, and let's not forget that uh, Nancy Pelosi was buying huge amounts of options, call options, on cybersecurity stock. Palo Alto Networks. So obviously, you know, that's a huge, huge threat. Yeah, and it probably wasn't there. because she was listening to the show. No, <laughs> right? no. I mean, not only is was United Healthcare hit, think of all the other targets right. out there. Now I've well, we been, had the AT and T thing last week, right? Yeah, so. we've got uh we've got kids on a base, uh in uh on an army base actually an Air Force base, and they claimed that they were not able to get their uh, prescriptions fulfill, fulfilled. So we also have the military out there that's vulnerable. All right, now the, the disaster of the day, New York Community Bank Corp. I don't know if it can survive or not. Now right. they've got accounting issues. Now they're bringing in a new CEO. Now it's down 23% today. They operate 395 branches in nine states. And now it's a $3.71 stock. Is this another Silicon Valley bank? Well, we'll find out, but it certainly does not look good for uh, this uh, NYCB bank. We'll be right back. Welcome back here to the uh, second uh, quarter of today's Best Stocks Now show. Well, Elon Musk is in the news here today. He's suing AI firm OpenAI, uh, which he he co-founded uh, that company. Uh, he is suing them. Uh, 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 the artificial 
uh, intelligence research organization, which is Sam Altman, and its CEO, Sam Altman, for allegedly putting profit ahead of benefiting humanity. Uh, well, I don't know if that's grounds for a lawsuit or not, but in the suit filed in San Francisco, Musk reportedly said that the company's original mission of creating open-source technology that is not subject to corporate priorities has been undermined, with Microsoft being the largest investor in open AI. And uh, Musk is forming his own firm. It's going to be X. AI, which is an appropriate name, and uh, he will have his own uh, chat GPT type chatbot called Grok, G-R-O-K. In the meantime, California is after Musk. I think Musk better get out of California completely because they are out to get him. Uh, you know, that's uh, well, lately it was hazardous waste uh, coming out of different places. Now they're after Neuralink's labs. Uh, California sends uh, their inspectors during several visits in June of 2023 to California's Neuralink, finding all kinds of issues inside those labs. And uh, they're coming after Musk for quality control issues. Uh, And last but not least, China EVs. This is an interesting story. As as, as Musk tries to fend off, uh, he's giving incentive, incentives, price incentives uh, to go up against uh, Li Auto and Xping and Neo and Boyd. In, in other words, there's a pricing war taking place there. Uh, but at the same time, this is very, I find this interesting. Yesterday, the Biden administration announced an investigation into the national security risks that Chinese electric auto vehicles could pose, electric vehicles could pose. China's policies, he says, could flood our market with its vehicles, posing risks to our national security. Yeah, that's I'm it. not going to let that happen on my watch. Now, Barry, I mean, I can't help but say it. Are you more worried about Venezuelan gang members or uh, Chinese electric vehicles? Yeah, well, and I mean, obviously that would be, you know, a, uh, you know, potentially a you know, source of a cyber threat or a data threat. Gathering right? data on what stations you listen to and where you were at and track you, know, you and. Right, or automatically, you know, just driving all your cars off the road, right? Who knows? Um, there's a lot of different things there, but in my in my book, I mean, certainly. You know, um, you know, banning them or what have you is one way, but why not just figure out the problem and fix it in the first place? I mean, from a from a cyber ingenuity standpoint, right? I mean, we the the essentially the U.S. government and you know created the internet, right, for military purposes. But I mean, have we lost our uh, you know, ability to uh, to actually fend stuff off instead of you know yeah. uh, banning things completely. I and mean, I, I just, just I just don't see Chinese. I mean, yes, they are a how threat. How about keeping up with the uh, How about keeping up but with the technology? An open know. border is a much bigger threat yeah. now today exactly. than what might happen in the future from China. Yeah. Now, this whole electric vehicle thing—it's in trouble. Okay, Polestar <laughs> got a lifeline. Polestar is, uh, I can't remember who is the mothership of Polestar. I think one of the Chinese uh, companies. Fisker is in free fall uh, as they now are 
doubts about it being a going concern, all right, So, which I've been saying for, I said that when they went public, it well, was a doubt of being a going concern, right? Yeah, and like we said earlier this week, I mean, I saw them trying to get people to take test drives and sell those cars at the, uh, you know, at, at a local outdoor mall here this weekend like what so you're gonna tell me you're 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 selling a product to someone and then on the back end you're saying uh, we may not be a going concern it sounds like, like it's uh, yeah. a bed bath and beyond inventory sale it sounds before like before they bought a, close their doors it reminds me of betamax and vhs you know yeah bu- buying a let's buy a betamax and then next thing you know everyone it goes to vhs Fisker <laughs> is down 45 percent today to 40 cents per share i mean this would have been one of the best short stocks to short uh i suppose lucid and rivian are equally as uh, uh, lucrative possibilities on the short side fisker has gone from 31 dollars a share in 2021 which was a watershed year early 2021 was the peak of all this speculative garbage SPACs, going had, on? You know, we had SPACs and all that. You know, all the all the stuff that was. And uh, now you've got a forty cent stock on Fisker, which, by the way, Fisker. This is the second time they've come to market. They came to market maybe ten years ago with a Fisker car, uh, and uh, you know he he's a promoter. Give the guy credit. Was it Henrik Fisker? Yeah, uh, Henrik Fisker. Here we go again. You know, going to close our doors. He's about okay. to be speaking on one of the financial channels here. Oh boy, in a bit. he's probably he, he's certainly selling at the moment, right? Yeah. Okay. So now the uh, there are a couple biotechs here. Uh, we got one up one hundred and fifteen percent. Bivy. B-I-V-I, as uh, they've got a drug candidate that demonstrates potential improvement in motor and non-motor systems for Parkinson's disease and may be realigning physiological processes for Alzheimer's patients. So that's a tiny little one to keep your eye on. Uh, and then there's another one, Bone Biologics. You know, I'm happy to see these breakthroughs occurring. Uh, in different things. BBLG, now it's fallen back, but it was up uh, 51%. Uh, what else do we have here? Uh, oh, Kimberly Clark. Here's another reason not to own Kimberly Clark stock, which, you know, makes toilet paper. And the stock's about equivalent to, uh, it's just not a growth stock anymore. Now they're being sued by residents of New Milford, Connecticut, for contaminating the drinking water with forever chemicals as a result of its manufacturing process. So now Kimberly Clark uh, is on the other side, the wrong side of a loss, beside being a non-growth company, growth rate minus 4%. Yet I can't tell you how many stocks are transferred to my daycare center here uh, from big firms that own Kimberly Clark, okay? Uh, over 1 billion people worldwide living with obesity. There was a potty now, training joke there that, yeah. we, that we missed. Just oh, yeah, I, don't, I, I thought about it, but I didn't say it. Uh, one-eighth, let's see, one-eighth, 12%, 13% of the world living with obesity. Now, obesity, uh, I don't know what the what the uh, cutoff point there is where you you move into from just being overweight to obese 
But uh, that's a big market, and that's why you've got so much uh, <laughs> action taking place uh, with the weight loss drugs, which we'll talk a little bit about. We've got an upgrade here today on Eli Lilly. We'll be right back. This is Bill Gunderson. Thank you for tuning in to today's Best Stocks Now, Best Inverse Funds Now show. I put several hours of research in during the wee hours of the morning each day to bring you the very best cutting-edge stories that I can. To get two free weeks of my newsletter, go to GundersonCapital.com. To talk to us about our fee-based only money management services, call us at 855-611-BEST. Now, back to the second half of the show. Welcome back here to the uh, second uh, half of today's Best Stocks Now show. Well, Lilly gets its second $1,000 target price uh, this week. It's currently trading at 776 <laughs> That's a pretty significant upside potential, according to Bank of America and Morgan Stanley. Now they forget, I'm not quoted here, but uh, we came out with our article on Lilly just within the last few weeks. Uh, and, of course, I do five-year target prices. Uh, our target price is fourteen ninety-two, one thousand four hundred and ninety-two. the year that Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Uh, with uh, That's a five-year target price. So it seems like these big Wall Street firms are moving in our direction. Uh, Eli Lilly gains his Bank of America. Eli Lilly's up $22 per share today, or almost 3%. Yeah, you and, wrote that one on September 11th, too. Yeah. Well, okay. You know, they eventually figure it out. Uh, they're on Wall, Sleepy Wall Street, I call them. Uh, we have uh, uh, Bank of America saying, and let's not forget, we just said you've got a billion people that are obese, let alone overweight, in the world. Lilly ended a three-day skid on Friday as Bank of America raises its target price to a street high of $1,000. I'm not considered the street. I'm the back streets. I'm the alley. I'm the alleyway, right, uh, where creeps come out at night. Beating the previous record set by Morgan Stanley just yesterday. Similar to Morgan Stanley analyst Terrence Flynn... Uh, centered his bullish thesis on Lilly's GLP-1 agonist terzepatide yeah, as he raised his price target from 800 to 1,000. Of course, yeah, it's almost 800 now, right? Right, right. And don't forget, don't forget the fact that okay, you know, number one, you know, obesity, but then also, you know, people who, uh, you know, it's been uh, documented, you know, tons about people with, you know, uh, you know. People who just don't think they look good, right? Body issues, right, or whatever it is, and uh, and you know want to be thinner. So that, you know that's another whole group uh, out there as well. So well, here's my little uh, uh, boots on the ground report uh, coming from uh, our <laughs> from my wife. You know, she went to a little get together last night at the church, and uh, 
and uh, I don't know what they were. They were listening to some kind of a seminar or whatnot. She says, boy, I noticed several people losing a lot of weight, you know, here in the church. <laughs> I knew who she was going to say because I've noticed it myself. <laughs> uh, and there's a little terzepatite going around uh, our little uh, circle. And it's working. What can I say? It's working. And I just think it's barely even scratched the surface. So uh, we're seeing it. Uh, we're eyewitnesses to it uh, that it does work. Uh, I did see a little bit of a of a documentary yesterday. It might have been CNBC as I was flipping through the channels. They did a one-hour show on this phenomenon. Mm-hmm. They basically knocked it all, right? I don't know what's in these drugs. You know, that's well, and that you got to keep taking them, right? Yeah. Which, you know, if you're, uh, you know, trust me, there's a you know, there's a lot of drugs out there that you know, people keep taking. <laughs> high blood pressure medicine being one, yeah. right? I mean, there's things that nowadays uh, uh, folks cholesterol, are taking, right? Are taking uh, essentially GERD. until they, uh, you know, until uh, until until they Prozac. pass. Um, yeah, and so that goes on and on and the, on. The fact that you. you You've got to keep taking it, right? Isn't necessarily a knock, um, just because of the fact that um, you know, if it's not, you know, if it's if it doesn't have any, you know, say uh, long-term health effects, well, then you know, it's it's no different than aspirin or something else. That and they, look at know, the benefits from weight loss, huge, huge on well, our whole health. Industry. Well, in mobility, mobility is the mobility, number one. Mobility is the number one your bones. of life expectancy. And so, if you're, you know, if you're, uh, you know, you're more weight on your frame, and that's, uh, you know, that hurts uh, from a mobility standpoint, particularly as you get older. And uh, if there's a way to improve that, then you know, it's. Uh, uh, Pardon the, the pun, but it's a big market, a big addressable market. And from what I can see, I mean, look, these drugs have been around for a long time as diabetes drugs. Yeah, it's so not. They fin- had, you, you've said it before. It's not fin-fin. No, if they had severe side effects, we would know by now. And Novo Nordisk is now bigger than the whole uh, economy, right, in Denmark. <laughs> All right, uh, Apple falls. You know, I don't, I, don't, I don't tweet much anymore. I'm going to start tweeting again. I thought there were some bugs originally with X, what's now known as X, and I just said, you know what, I don't want to deal with it. It was too difficult. Now I've kind of figured it out, and it's kind of settled down. So, But I did send out a tweet yesterday that said, Apple's chart looks horrible. Goldman Sachs removes it from its conviction list. My only question is, what took you so long? Uh, we sold it quite a while ago. Uh, and, but Goldman Sachs has now got it off their conviction list. I just think it's a, uh, there's nothing new coming out of the company. It was kind of like, well, maybe the electric car. Now that whole thing, they've stopped that. Yeah, which uh, is probably a positive. Actually, I was looking as as a net yeah, positive for the stocks. So they can quit focusing on the uh, on the on the car and do something else. But. Okay, plug power. They say, well, we're not a, a, the going concern issue has passed, but losses widen. That's hydrogen fuel cells. Dell soars. I got to look at Dell here. <laughs> you know, Dell's been doing really well. I just could never. Uh, make a, a case for it from a valuation point of view because the growth, the growth over the last five years has been negative 2%. That's earnings growth. And even this quarter where they had 
a good earnings report, their sales were down 11% year over year. So is a 26% a move justified in Dell today? It's hard to uh, it's hard to justify that price that it's at. Uh, and maybe there's some short covering in there, or maybe Dell's got new life. Now, I'm not seeing it. As I look at this quarterly report, uh, that, yes, the, the jump in earnings is good, 22% year over year, uh, but I'm not seeing it in the sales, which I think is important. Then the other one that has a big jump today is network appliance, net app. That one now, that one is really, that is a solid, that's a rocket ship on a stock that's been around for a long time. Their earnings were up 42%. Their sales were up 5%. This could be the start of something good at Network App, NetApp, NTAP, which has been around for quite some time. Uh, they're more in the storage uh, business, but also uh, hardware. And I imagine they got the, they're out there on the periphery of all this AI spending. Uh, and then uh, one of our stocks, Zscaler, uh, is down 9% today. Uh, but they had a, uh, earnings up 35, earnings up 105%. This is a cybersecurity stock. Uh, and their sales were up 35%. I mean, what's not to like about that quarter? Apparently, they were expecting even more than that. Uh, I would say that this probably puts it into some kind of a buy territory here, ZS. Now, I'll be working on the newsletter uh, today while I'm babysitting stocks. Uh, You know, I do a lot of multitasking here. Uh, But we'll be getting together the leading sectors in the market now, the leading asset classes in the market now, a new target price for the S&P 500. I don't raise my target prices just because the market's going up. I raise them from a mathematical and logical point of view. Uh, I want you to look at our portfolios. There's five. I said six. There's five portfolios. Premier growth, ultra growth dividend and growth and emerging growth i mean it's just been a phenomenal year for the portfolios but i'll let you be the judge and then the fifth one which takes a back seat this year is the individual bond portfolio portfolio, which uh during a down year and people that are nervous in the market that's just kind of as steady as you go which you we've know, had some good entry points in the last yeah. uh, year and a half when, uh, as rates have uh, elevated, we were able to get into some, uh, some this names. This is probably a pretty good, good entry point rates. now with right. uh, at 4.35% yeah. or 4.3 on the 10-year. But that's more of your 5 to 6% a year, and, you know, sleep at night, not worry about it. Uh, and with Offset you know, some of the equity risk you're taking yes. elsewhere. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, and then, of course, uh, technical analysis of everything. For the most part, everything is up, up, and away. Uh, the inverse funds continue to hit new lows. But I'm just telling you, it's not a matter of if there's a reversal here, and some sort of a correction. It's when. And uh, that right now, that's kind of hard to predict because you've got this euphoria that's entered into the market. All right. When we come back, we'll take a look underneath the surface of the market today. This is the Best Stocks Now show. You got to go where you want to go. Do what you want to go. 
And welcome back here to the final segment of the Best Stocks Now show. Well, the biggest influencers in the market today are definitely Network Appliance and Dell, because uh, I'm seeing stocks like Western Digital, Micron, Seagate, uh, Broadcom, uh, Arista Networks, uh, having just huge days today, another breakout to new highs. Uh, because of what's going on there uh, in the uh, server uh, market uh, with the AI. Uh, the f- biggest loser in the S&P 500, and there's a story behind this, uh, one of the biggest losers is Hormel Foods. Now, Barry, what do you think of when you think of Hormel? I I think a sizzling think bacon. Uh, yeah, well, I, well, I got Hormel sizzling chili, right? bacon. Okay, the canned chili, the you know, either either with or without beans, depending on your. Choice. Well, Hormel processes <laughs> meat and food products such as pork, turkey, shelf stable food for retail. Why is that a big story? Well, because yesterday Letitia James in New York City uh, filed a massive lawsuit against JBS which uh, has operations in the U.S., Pilgrim's Pride is JBS, but JBS is actually a Brazilian company. And what do they do? They are a meat processing company. And uh, there was a massive lawsuit. Uh, now, when I, the last thing I think of when I hear bacon sizzling is climate change. Maybe I'm just, maybe everybody else is, uh-oh. That's going to cause uh, climate change, that bacon on that grill. Well, you drive by a breakfast restaurant or whatever, you know, and you oh, pull so in. The, so you're saying the hood fan, like uh, when they when they yeah. tie it into Burger King, when they're doing the Whoppers, they make sure right. that that hood fan shoots up, and so then it, uh, you can smell the burgers right Yeah, the or you're camping in the woods, you know, and uh, yeah. somebody's frying bacon at 7 in the morning. That's a nice thing to wake up to. But she is uh, suing them over their uh, lies about climate change and being a meat processor because that meat eventually, I mean, to raise the cattle. So, you look, it's all kind of weird. We're in a very strange world these days. You've got the farmers protesting because oh, they're yeah. shutting Bel- down in belgium right now they big were, time a couple as i read a few few days ago they they uh, they shot uh, in protest they shot liquid manure on the on the riot please don't mess with the farmers <laughs> no, uh, or the truck drivers who bring the stuff from the farms but uh you know we're kind of shooting ourselves in the foot here uh to go after farmers uh, who, uh, you know, like, I mean, we all go to the supermarkets and the, the meat, uh, cases full and the, uh, vegetable cases full and God bless the farmers. Uh, yeah, and, the, and, the milk, whole, and the whole mass law of, uh, hierarchy of needs, you know, you should, if you're going to penalize the farmers for, uh, for climate change, you should put them at the end of the list, in my, in my opinion. Right. right. You gotta, you gotta make it to them at the end. There's you, more. You get them uh, first, you're gonna be, you're gonna be hungry. <laughs> yes, and it's over their use of fertilizer. Uh, on their crops, which, uh, look, I'm out there, uh, this is springtime, is starting to spring here in uh, Charleston, and I'm out uh, throwing some 10-10-10 on my shrubs uh, and things to help them uh, blossom and flower this year, and 
I've transplanted a lot of plants into my garden here so far. Lettuce. I, I, I'm a big fan of uh, a variety of lettuces and a nice fresh salad at night. Uh, and, uh, you know, you've got to have a long have, growing season. Here you need too. a little bit of nitrogen to keep things going. I got the tomato plants in, which we have a little bit earlier season than they do in uh, in Minnesota or Michigan or whatnot. We get stuff in early. I started inside. I've had my little transplants going here for the last uh, couple of months, probably. Uh, so it's that time of year. But anyways, uh, there's where we're at with... Uh, uh, we're using the uh, resources of, instead of going after crime in New York City, which there's rampant. Uh, we're going after the meat packers. But anyways, that's just kind of the condition of our world. Uh, and maybe you agree with Letitia James and say that's the we need to shut down bacon production. But anyways, <clears throat> the newsletter coming out uh, this weekend every Saturday. And look, I mean, you sign up for two free weeks. You get the whole newsletter with the five portfolios and the individual stocks that we own in those portfolios. And uh, you look and see, uh, you know, whether or not the the stuff that, you know, we come up with works or not. The Best Stocks Now app is at the center of of my own process. It replaces for me a 10-person committee, uh, you know, investment committee. Uh, deciding on what we buy or what we don't buy or whatnot. And I come at it from a little bit different point of view. I like valuation and a little momentum there combined into the same thing. Uh, And I I watch the backside, too, on the overall market because it doesn't go up forever. It gets overpriced. It gets underpriced. Sometimes it gets ridiculously priced. And then there's always events in the world that can uh, uh, impact the market. So you always have to be on your toes. You always have to be vigilant. And I always try to identify what the current risks are in the market, which obviously valuation is a big one. Uh, and then world events would be another one. Not only here in America, but, uh, you know, uh, with the Middle East and whatnot, uh, which could uh, get a whole lot bigger uh, if uh, which it eventually will expand into uh, Lebanon. So uh, that newsletter then keeps coming to you after the full Monty. You get a little stripped-down version. I've removed the portfolios and the technical analysis and the really, really, really intense stuff, but you still get a very good uh, portion, large portion of the newsletter coming to you every Saturday uh, to keep you on top of the market. Now, you can sign up for two free weeks at GundersonCapital.com. Uh, GundersonCapital.com. When we write articles, uh, we send them out to you. Uh, and uh, if you'd like to set up an appointment with us about our babysitting service here, <laughs> our take care center for stocks, if you're working, you're busy, you're in the middle of heart surgery, and there's a new announcement on uh, the obesity drugs, that's what I do. That's what we do here. Uh, and you can call us uh, at 855-611-BEST. We come up with a, an allocation for you from amongst our five portfolios. And you try to teach along the way. Yes. 855-611-BEST. Have a great day, everybody. Great weekend.
This show is not a solicitation to buy or sell any securities. Bill Gunderson or clients of Gunderson Capital Management may have long or short positions in stocks mentioned during the show. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. Gunderson Capital Management is a fee-based registered investment advisory firm. All accounts are held at Charles Schwab. Schwab is a member of SIPC and FINRA. 